And Chris, it's a Super Bowl special for you. We're at Grog's Beach Party, everybody! Yo, bitch, I already got date raped twice. It's been fantastic, <laughs> as advertised. By Gronk. Gronk doesn't date rape, he just puts a finger in your butt and says, mm. you've been gronked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, okay. Oh, all right, well, all right. I yeah. think the... I think the head worth. Yeah, the, it's that second knuckle, though, man. Oof. I mean, he's... Yeah, yeah. he's Dislocated yeah. a couple times, so it's really big. Start calling um, a doctor. Speaking of Gronk, uh, I've got a quick <laughs> – I know we're going to get into prop bets and bets and everything like that. Sure. But I have one that's been really sort of sitting in my craw because – well, actually, it's, I don't even have to get into the prop bet. I just want to get your sort of thoughts on this. Am I, am I wrong to think that like the tight end position has become just a bro position or has it always been a bro position? Um – because Kelsey and Kittle are like ultra bros. They're ultra like bros. Re- yeah. they're like wrestler bros. Yes. Like I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not vibing on either one of those guys. Oh, Kelsey you're not? was a, Kel- well, Kelsey was on a, a reality show. Yeah, like dating and, uh, Kelsey or and, something. Yeah, catching yeah. Kelsey. Right. And then, uh, and then, and Kittle's just I fucking don't like him. I don't like the cut of his jib. He's mm. a he's a he's a douche. He, uh, he might be, I kind of, I like his energy and his enthusiasm. Eh, he's, he, he's playful. I feel like, but he, so, you're right. It's a fine line between that and sort of like that douchey bro kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you were like down with him, right. you'd be like cool, but like, I don't. And, and like Jimmy Graham's a douche. Like it's are all fucking tight ends douches now. I think they're, like, I think it's kind of becoming tight ends like were a, supposed to be stoic and like position. get the job done. Right. You should be a working man. Thing. Well, like, and now I mean, it's like, a like fucking Greg Olson and Witten and those guys who are, who are the older guys still in the league, but they're not so bro and, and duty. They're not doing the fucking Hulk Hogan ear thing and right. not fucking like right. doing that. Like I got to run like I'm a fucking monster. Every time I like catch the, <laughs> like Gronk ruined the position. He did. And it I doesn't have did. to be that way. Where's he the savvy. Like, you know, Tony Gonzalez, uh, yeah. those guys, those guys were just, those guys were, the, you know, the quote unquote consummate professional, you know, go they, to work, yeah. get the job done. Yeah. yeah. Antonio yeah. Gates, like where the fuck oh, are Shannon those Shannon Sharp though was like, he was probably way ahead of his time. And I don't know if he, he was, this, he was as just a giant receiver though. Yeah. Was, Shannon Sharp was, he doesn't count. Well, like Kelsey, well, Kelsey might be like a giant receiver. Also too. Shannon Sharp had no choice. His brother's name was Sterling, which mm. is dope. And he was given a lady name. Yeah. Like, I've not met a man, Shannon. Have you? I have Never. actually. Yeah. Have? Yes. Uh, he works for like one of the uh, like big audio companies uh, uh, around New York and stuff. It's too bad that one good of the men is really named good Shannon. dude. I really Shannon like him. Manning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's um, he's he's kind of he became something bigger than than his name. Yeah, yeah, he has a giant, a giant face too. That Shannon Sharp is yeah. big. Yeah, big face. It's a big face. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, I miss. I'm just gonna be one of those old guys. It's like I miss when the tight end was just like 
invisible except for making the catch or the block once like once every you know five or six plays yeah and they had to have a name that rhymed with ooh so when they caught the ball that people could be like he's not saying boo he's saying moose or he's not saying boo he's saying loo like they should always have a name that rhymes with ooh like it should always happen and they should just shut the fuck up yeah yeah i i i'm with you on that as far as that goes grog really turned this position into like something uh of 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 sort of show and like yeah. they're sort of they're kind of becoming the new wide receiver which is sort of that prima donna but the white of, uh, wide receiver it's like this white it's like it's super whitey yeah. you know like it's like yeah well, uh, it's the only just, position they can write probably play in the nfl really i'm i'm fucking over it i'm i like i'm over it. i don't like Kittle and Kelsey are both the same dude to me. Ertz See, is that's like why that. you like, like Walt Disney because he's, he's Walt Disney just goes to fucking work, man. Yeah, man, he just goes to work and gets his kneecaps broken or whatever. Yeah, but he'll be back. He'll, yeah, be, he'll back. be back. He'll be back. Yep. Better than fucking Hollister. Yeah. And of which I was absolutely correct. But yeah, hey, okay. Let's not yeah, get into fine. it. No, it's what, not can we not talk about that quickly since we're talking about tight ends <laughs> and how absolutely correct I was about how much Hollister was going to hurt your team? He, well, I mean, that was pretty obvious for a few games there, though. So it's not like it's a uh, okay. you were big soothsayer uh, okay. on that one. And okay. he had a really good, to start the season, he was playing really well. He, uh, mm-hmm. he was kind of a dark horse fantasy player there for, for like a month or something. Yeah. So there was. Well, there was a Spoken little like bit a of football champion. Yeah. Well, you know, you're talking to one, so I know what I'm talking about, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we can move on. Uh, I think we should just go directly from uh, the tight end. Mm-hmm. We could talk about the Super Bowl now, or we could talk about Kobe now, but we have to talk about both of them because they both should be spoken about. I guess we have a sports podcast. Kobe yeah. died. Yeah. Uh, you want to set it up? You want to tell the world? You want to tell the world that hasn't heard that uh, oh, Kobe? Oh God, no! I don't want to tell him Kobe died. Oh, you don't? No, oh, Wait, that'd be awful, racist. man. That'd, yeah, that'd be I terrible know. news. I don't want to bring bad news like that to people. No, I know you heard it here first, folks. Kobe Bryant passed away. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not yeah. funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. That's not <laughs> shouldn't be funny, but. <laughs> You know, Chris, you know, you gotta have like, a you gotta laugh like, a little bit. We have seven listeners. We have no sponsors. We cannot we we, yeah. we are in we have the the beauty of our podcast is that we can actually say whatever the fuck we want. So it's true. so don't fucking hold back. If you gotta laugh about Kobe crashing a helicopter into the side of a mountain with his child. I ah. have, I have a bit of a hot take, and it's it's too soon for this, but I think in the next couple of months that this will come out. Is that Rick Fox has hair plugs? Oh no, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I think it'll come out that he 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 did not die. He's alive. I think. I don't know. We're still well, not, like Tupac. I don't think that we've confirmed that yet. Like Tupac? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, he's just on an island somewhere with Tupac and Biggie and hanging out. And um, no, I'll, I. Uh, what's I, your hot take? My hot take. It was like this was uh, this was Kobe's fault. Oh, like he was like, we gotta go. Yeah, we're we're flying. You know, like all these other air, uh, helicopters were gl- grounded, and cops, there was like cops was, helicopters, cops helicopters, like uh, some other like uh, uh, service copters or whatever, and that kind of stuff. And it seems like, and 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 there's probably like some weight on the pilot there too to be like, listen, Kobe, we can't fly in this shit. But um, there, this seems like this was sort of like a bad idea from the start, and and there's a lot of probably probably blame and responsibility to go around eventually once we get there and once more information and facts come out. Yeah. But I, I, like, but if a dude, that. but if Kobe's like telling you, he's like, listen, I, I got to go to my, my, my girl's like basketball thing or whatever. Like we're flying. Um, the pilots probably doesn't really have a say in it, even though he's, no, he's, he's an employee, dude. 
You, right. Kobe owned the helicopter. The guy was an employee. Right. If you say drive, you got to drive. If you say fly, you got to fly. Right. I, 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 I buy that. I mean, I, let me, can I, let's just say quickly, like, like, like don't, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of speaking ill of the dead necessarily, I'm unless it's David Stern. And, and I, and I, <laughs> this has so much more weight and gravity because a woman lost a child and yeah. a woman lost a husband. Exactly. Uh, and I, and, and I think that there, and lots of people were affected. And that's the bigger and, story. And people that are 100%. And so I don't want to seem, uh, because I do have some takes as well. I don't want to seem completely like insensitive to it and not acknowledge the fact that I, I did feel sad when I heard and I did feel upset. And actually my, I, I had a, this kind of shitty thing where the night before Philly had beat the Lakers and every fucking highlight was like, Oh, LeBron beating Kobe's scoring record for third place or whatever. Meanwhile, Philly had whooped the Lakers and there was no talk of that. And so when I flipped on the game the next day, like to watch the Houston game at three o'clock, I saw the name Kobe and I was like, really? We're fucking still talking about this? Like LeBron and Kobe yeah, thing? Yeah. And then I was like, and then I saw like 41 and I was right. like, whoa. Ooh, yeah. And so my, I, and in that moment I was like, I got sad. Like I was just like, this is horrible. Yeah. So I'm not a heartless person. No. I'm just, I want to preface this by saying I'm not a heartless person. That said, (laughs) Kobe Bryant was an asshole. He was a fucking asshole. Like, I never rooted for him until his, like, last season in the league and everything after I've kind of enjoyed, like, his spotlight. I like the way he, like, has, has, like, tried to put his hand into different things. He seems like he's kind of become a cool dude or mm-hmm. whatever he mm-hmm. was i always i always hated him i always rooted against him like in every possible context and when and when he was being when he when he was you know going through this trial for this sexual assault i was like i was upset when he basically got off that's just how mm-hmm. i felt mm-hmm. and i still and i know that now like enough dust has settled where you're getting a little bit more of that story sort of peppered into this, you know, it's no longer like buried in the fucking eighth paragraph. Yeah. We're not talking but about it at all. Now they are talking about it a little bit. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's, and they should, that's and, part and, of the legacy. Right. 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 And, and, and from my perspective, all this is like, I, I wasn't sad. Like, and I, I was at a child's birthday party and all of a sudden everyone's staying around on their phones, all the grownups. And then we're like, all of a sudden, like one of the guys is like, Holy shit. You're like, you know, Kobe just died or something. And, the whole room and like people who aren't even like sports fans, you know, we're sort of going like, Whoa, what? That's crazy. You know? And, yeah. and, and, uh, and I, I mean, I honestly, and I wasn't emotional at the time and I didn't think of it. And I, I never sort of am because I don't like, I, I don't understand that sort of just because this guy was famous that like all yeah. of a sudden, like this is like a big yeah. deal or something. You know? I, I'm, a, I, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And, but you. as, as, but as I looked around the room and I saw all these people sort of, really sort of taken aback by this and sort of, you know, kind of recognizing this. And I was like, Oh, you know, that's interesting. Like I didn't, I kind of didn't expect that. And there was like, maybe there's two, three, four, four, maybe five of us at most who were probably really like decent sports fans. Right. Right. And so for but the rest a lot of, that, of those people were parents, right? Uh, no, a lot of them aren't. Okay. Actually. So a lot of them were like sort of the relatives of the, of the, of the kids uh, who were, you know, the kid that was having the birthday party or whatever. So it was like, they're, they're like in their twenties or early thirties. They're, they're not, they're not parents yet either. So I, I know I was taken back a little bit by that. So it, it, it sort of made me a little more interested in, in this story. And, and what I've learned over the, the week here now 
is is that the impact that Kobe really had on on people like it was a lot more than I sort of expected or or realized, you know, and and not just sort of in in basketball, but like around the world, you know. And well, like that's his, a, that's his, a great point, right? That's and his gravity, to, like you know, with like uh, tennis tennis players, pros, yeah, giving tributes and and uh, soccer, you know, a lot of soccer players in around yep. Europe and all over the world, and so he had this like he had this way about him that I think he was, I mean. I mean, in a way, he was sort of the Jordan of, of I guess, this generation or something. Well, but he was also an international player, right? He so was. He, right, well, he, he was technically he was born in Italy or something. Born in Italy. His dad played international basketball. Yeah. He spoke other languages. Yeah. He definitely had a reach. He was – I was explaining this to someone, someone being my wife, that because <laughs> she just doesn't get it. And I was like, well, the, like when Kobe – so Kobe came out, it was kind of like the beginning of the internet. Like mm-hmm. Kobe and the internet have had this sort of like coinciding yeah. career. Yeah. Um, and so you've got to think of like Jordan as like this, like TV watchers dude, but Kobe was like the internet yeah, watchers yeah. dude. Right. And so there was just a bigger yeah. reach for that. Like yeah. you, you, I mean, you could co- Jordan did amazing things for like brands, right? You know, that was, that was a huge part of it. But Kobe, I think, Jordan wasn't a player's player yeah, and Kobe right. was a player's player. People, he was, an he was like the was king of hero ball. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, but he, yeah, but like he, so like, like I was saying, yeah, exactly. And I think that's a great point. Cause he, but he, he transcended other sports in that way too then. Right. It was that like, and this whole thing about this mama mentality and like this, the heart and desire, like, like I, I don't think he, it's, it's, I think it's one of the reasons why I found him more interesting and more enjoyable and more likable after basketball is that he yeah, started totally. going into these other things and like being very successful at, it. and he's, seems like he's a very smart, very intellectual, like he might've been a little probably maybe gifted in a sense. Yeah, I right? think so too. I think he was an intelligent person. Yeah. I have a, I have a friend who went to high school with him. I've not talked to him since this happened, but I would be interested to know like what Kobe was like as a high school student. Cause yeah. I know he had a gang of swagger, but I bet you he was probably pretty intelligent. He was, I think he was really intelligent. I, th- I think he, 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 he could figure things out. Like you said, he spoke three languages. He made an Academy award winning movie for whatever that means, but he actually, went I mean, and that did was, that. but he went and yeah, did yeah, yeah. it though. He right. Did, he did. You know, he, he did. went and did it and he got involved yeah. and like he hired John Williams, like the, the guy who scores all the star Wars movies and like all those oh, things. Don't right? tell me who John Williams is. <laughs> but I'm just saying like he, he knew what to do and how to probably make it the best possible thing he could. Yeah. Right. And so like he, I'm sure he paid for it or whatever and he spared no expense or whatnot, but I don't think there's anything that he would ever do that. He wouldn't sort of dive into it like full board. Yeah. Right. Like, and that's like kind of special. Like sex of a hotel worker. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, and then, and that leads me to my next point is that, for everything bad he did, and and we shouldn't be ignoring that, right. is that he seems to have grown and realized from that thing. Yeah. Right. No, for sure. I mean, he did the ultimate. He even from like when 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 it was like after he settled, and it was like I'm paying this person X amount of money. Yep. This is a thing. Like what? I, and 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 I guess I I heard somewhere that he had said, I think around the time of the Oscars, like I uh, I admit that what I thought, what I thought was consensual may not have been considered consensual by someone else. And I think I always thought it was just like, he, he just took it too far. And I think that the woman probably felt violated. I think that there was an, I think there was anal sex involved, which is always like, unless you're with Gronk, like unexpected. (laughs) Uh, I, I think that, but, but he did the thing, you know, he like, he, he, he owned rep- up he to repented. it as much as, right. He bought the yep. big goddamn ring for his lady. Yeah. He like, he but, came out and was like, this is what it is. 
And uh, and I think, what else are you supposed to do? No, like, but I, supposed- I think he even took it farther than that. And he took it to heart and, and just be like, I'm going to be a better man. I'm going to be a better person. And I'm going to be like, and, and, and I'm not going to say like he was maybe faithful to his wife because I don't know. And it doesn't matter if he was or not, because maybe they had an understanding there along the way. Or there something you go. Too. Yeah. I mean, but, she was a video ho. But it, the, but to the point where, you know, he, he didn't, uh, he didn't leave his wife. He didn't settle for that. He had what, three or four kids, all girls. He seemed to be he seemed to be a really caring father, and he seemed he seemed to sort of embrace that instead of just being like, "Oh, I have three daughters," and he's like, "Whatever, I'm Kobe," you know. He's he sort of after basketball, especially he sort of embraced that those those ideals and those beliefs too, which a lot of which a lot of people don't, you know. So he he didn't have to sort of you know he didn't have to sort of change and he didn't have to sort of grow from those experiences and and. And that kind of stuff, you know. So I, I I do appreciate that he he did make something better than that of his life from from what happened in in that incident all those years ago. Uh, yeah, I I I agree. He could have been Wilt Chamberlain. You're right, right. Like, right, yeah, right. Or he didn't have to. He still didn't have to be like a good father. He didn't have to devote his time and his energy to right. all these daughters and and the and these kids, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And too, so like, there he took it again. And I think this goes back to his his brain or his intellect or whatever you want to call it is like, he realized he needed to make a, ch- he needed to make change and viable changes in, the, in a, probably a lot of areas of his life. And, and I, that's what I sort of give him the most credit for uh, in sort of remembering him is that I think, I think he, I think he was smart enough to realize that whoever he was back then, and he was a kid, right. And he was 20 and like kids make mistakes and I'm not, I'm not excusing what he did because I think it was one of the worst things possible you can do. But, but he, he sort of, you never heard anything since then, right? Bad right. things since then. And, and it, it, to me, I just, my takeaway from that is that he, he made a cognitive change and decision to alter his life at that point. We also cannot understand what it's like to be famous on that level. No. From no. a monetary standpoint, no. from just a, from an eyeball standpoint, or even be able to put yourself in a position where you can act like, make a decision to have your helicopter pilot fly you and your, like, even if it was like a, Hey, this is what we're going to do thing. Like we don't know. We it's, it's a few and far between that can understand what that decision is even like. So, so I, 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 I I definitely am am stepping aside a little bit and saying like, I don't know what Kobe's life is like. I don't know what's up. It is definitely sad. It's definitely the biggest ripple I've ever seen of Mm -hmm. a singular person die in my life. Maybe, Maybe Princess die. I don't know. Mm. Is Elton John going to remake the fucking Candle in the Wind for Kobe? Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Same to me. Live your life like a Kobe Kobe in the wind. wind. (laughs) Never knowing which hotel person to put your dick in. That's too far. That's too far. That's too would I like to know you? No, I won't don't, do it. Yeah, I was going to do a kid thing, yeah, and that was yeah, going to get no, bad. No, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Right. So, so two thoughts. Uh, can I have a, two quick follow-ups on mm-hmm. on this? So this is less Kobe and more about like how I've sort of become. It's it's not Kobe fatigue, but it, there there's there, there's this thing like I noticed, and I, I I kind of avoided TV for as much as possible, especially especially basketball, because of this fucking trend of like. 
everybody needs to get out there with their message and everybody needs to be sad and everybody yeah. has to figure out a way to tear up right. and like, and, and get clicks from it and, and whatever. Like it's, it, I, I just got tired of that shit. And, and, and the, and the person who, who I thought was the biggest fucking culprit of this was Shaq because, and I fucking love Shaq. You know, I love Shaq. We've seen Shaq together. We both have like a little bit of a Shaq hard on, but but hey, Shaq, remember, uh, hey, Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes? Because I do. I remember that. I'll pull it up for you if you want. There's a video of you just shit-talking Kobe all, like, in your, rap, in your raps, like, over and over. Like, and sure, you fucking mended fences, and sure, you're going to cry, but, like, and then to leave the fucking Grammys and start the Kobe chant, like, it's, it's, there's this, there's this trend in fucking TV and especially sports media where you have to cry now in order to like show how much you care. Like fucking Jimmy Johnson and fucking Bill Cower. Oh, we got surprised by a giant blue man. And oh, we're going to cry now. Like you have to cry in order to like have a real, in order for your reaction to be heartfelt. And I, I, I find it super insincere. And I, I just, you are super cynical. I don't like it, man. I don't like it. I fucking I, I, think, I don't like it. All right, this it's, is a little. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a watch the fucking soldier come home and fucking surprises kids behind home plate kind of guy. And it's not because I'm not cynical. I just I I feel like what where we've gotten with with the world and and I won't say the word social media in this because I think it's just the world is like we all want to fucking have our goddamn heartstrings tugged so much that I don't even think we understand how to feel anymore. Like you don't have to fucking cry to be sad. That's all I'm trying to say. And and to fucking publicly cry, there is definitely an element of that where you're like, you know what you're doing. This is not like Shaq is not fucking Obama after after the fucking the Connecticut like like child child murders. Like there's the it, I just I feel like there's a there's an it's going in this weird direction where everyone feels like suddenly they have to fucking like pour their emotions out on TV. Like can we be a little bit more like Walter Cronkite and hide the tears and just do the fucking job instead of being actors? Go. You can have the floor. Uh, man, I, you, uh, I, I think you're reading this all wrong. I, I, really? Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Johnson and Bill Cowher, first of all, I'll start with them. They look, they, that was, that looked genuine, right? Like, ooh, 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 I, I mean, made the Hall of Fame. Yeah, man. See that—that's the thing. It was like I, I like you—you you just see the world like through a different lens in that sense, right? I mean, like, like I'm not—I'm not sure if Jimmy Johnson or Bill Cowher is like making themselves cried on television because they're getting into the Hall of Fame just to get uh, like a little more like what you think is approval or 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 showmanship to that degree. Like we're also only like at a time like you're you're sounding like a dude from like the twenties or like grown men don't cry, you know? And I didn't like, say grown men don't cry. Well, that's I'm what you're sounding like. I'm, no, that's not, that's not, you're, you're saying Walter Cronkite, like show, no, don't show any emotion. That's what dudes years ago would, would say and like grow I'm up. I'm saying like, don't you know. sell, don't sell emotion. But I'm saying don't sell it. emotion. They're not selling. No one's selling. Jimmy Johnson isn't selling his emotion for anything. He, he was generally surprised and honored that he was getting into the hall of fame. And I think that meant a lot to him. Over the years, so, because he has, and especially because he doesn't even get recognized by Dallas Cowboys or Jerry Jones anymore, you know, like, um, I think Shaq, right, so, I think Shaq has is the, the interview that I saw or whatever it was a roundtable discussion that I saw him crying at was like I think there was a lot of regret there for what over the years and 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 the the the, 
bruised and battered relationship that him and Kobe had and the, the years they actually didn't talk to each other and wouldn't talk to each other. And that I think there was just a lot of regret and a lot of emotions there and whatnot. And I'm, I'm actually happy he cried. Like this, so people can actually see these grown men who they look up to and know that it is okay to cry. And I don't think it's manufactured tears at all. I do. And I think that uh, I I think I don't that think the, Shaq's going to go. You know what? I'm going to cry because that's going to make this better, and people are going to sort I of. I do. I think Shaq's trying to erase that people will go back and look up fucking YouTube and see him fucking they, literally saying, "Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes." Like he's th- there's there's a lot of like self sweeping under the rug in this. I I I I just I don't I don't know, man. I'm not. I I just feel like it's not a true. A tr- I just don't, I feel like it's a little bit of alligator tears. Maybe I'm wrong. And and I get your point. And I think you're right. Like people should be able to cry. They should be able to show emotion. I just feel like we're going in a direction where if you don't cry, people are going to be like, why is that person not crying? And I think that's fucking dangerous. I think that's a big leap and a big stretch there that we're going to all of a sudden get there to that okay. point, which is, okay. which is, I, you know, like, I think that's a long way down the road that, that even that p- potential possibility of that even theory. Okay. Yeah. Like that cry? is pretty cynical to be like, oh, you like you can't cry, you know, unless you know, just I don't know, man. That's that's a that's a strange thing. All right, Chris, enough of this talk about men crying and Kobe dying and all these other things going on here. Let's, let's man crying, Kobe dying. We're, we're gonna talk Mom about football, are we, Chris? It's a goddamn Super Bowl. It is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Let's not let's not end on that really quickly because I feel like that's a little insensitive. This is. It, and I, and I want to show my sensitive side. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay to cry, Chris. It's sad when it's sad when parents die, and it's especially sad when kids die. So I think we should if, – if anyone feels the need to cry for whatever reason, if they're parents, what have you, I'm not saying don't cry. That I just want to get that out there. That I am, I'm definitely saying you should I, – I, I hear what you're, you're saying, crying. Chris, you're, and I agree with crying. you. I'm pro-crying. Okay, good. Okay. Glad we got that. Now so, let's move on to the Super Bowl. All right. Okay. What do we want to talk about the Super Bowl? Uh, well, I want to talk about a lot of things about the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, I have I I started. But oh wait, I had one more basketball note, and this is a funny. This is a it's Laker related, and I just want to get your your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. I was watching the Sixers and Hawks last night, and uh and uh I've, if you haven't watched a Hawks game this season, treat yourself because watching Vince Carter like. He's rec league level. He basically wears a t-shirt. His head is super wrinkly. He looks, his game is just all like effort and outside shots. It's crazy. Um, and I was thinking, wouldn't it be dope if like trade deadline, the Lakers signed Vince and got him a fucking ring. He could help him. Mm. He wouldn't cost him anything. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't really be taking any space away. And they love an old, like LeBron loves an older role player. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I want to start like I don't know when the trade deadline's got to be coming up it's really coming up soon. It's coming up soon, right? I think in the next couple of weeks, I think. So uh, I I want to make the push for Vince Carter to the Lakers. Okay. I want to see it happen. I'll um, even take that a step further. I, I think there's I think any team in the league that uh, is you know is one of the top six to eight teams in the league could actually should trade for and could use Vince Carter this season. I will like also, the Clippers, like the Bucks, the Sixers. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't want Except him. Except for like but Boston, I don't, I don't. He doesn't need to go to Boston. I just want him to get a ring, and I yeah. feel like, and this sort of ties into a quick betting thing. I will say that like, it was not. I did not wait twenty four hours to put a bet on the Lakers to win it all. 
<laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a that's a smart gambler, I'm sure. You know, Thank that's you. a sharp. That's Thank a, that's you. a sharp move. You know. Yeah. 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 I uh, it it happened. I um. It what? Yeah, it happened. It happened. I did. I did it. <laughs> that's enough said. All right. All right. So with that Super. being said, so, enough. <laughs> enough with that. I am a fucking heartless motherfucker. Let's, it is. It is not. Not a secret. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, so, so you want to start with the prop bets since we're already talking about gambling. Do you want? You well, want to I kind of do. Want, I kind of. I kind of want to get. I, what I want is I've. I've. It's I'm all in about prop, what you want anyway, Chris. I'm so. in prop bet hell. No, it's really not. I'm in prop bet hell, Chris. And so Uh-oh. I need some Uh-oh. direction from someone who's who can who can help me see the what's what's of what's valuable out there mm-hmm. in the world of Super Bowl gambling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get your take. And I also, you know, I, I, I think that there's, um, and, and not just in gambling, but also in like the game and how you expect this game to be coached and played. So I'm actually, this isn't about me. This is about you because I really want your opinion. on this. Okay. I, I wrote down, I have quite a few actually prop bets. Good, good. Cause you're, you know, you're good at this. I might be okay at this. I don't know, Chris. I, I'm not sure. And, and then, and to prove my point, the first one on my board here I have is Patrick Mahomes passing yards for the game. Okay. Over okay. under 305.5 yards. Okay. Uh, the over is like minus 135. So I guess the expected thing is he'll throw over over 300 yards, 305 yards, 306 yards, whatever you want to call seems it. To be, seems to be the case. It seems to be kind of the safe bet, I think. Like he's probably, it's, this game is going to probably be. I kind of expect it to be a shootout a little bit. Even I think I think to your point, even if they're losing, even if Casey's losing, exactly. especially if Casey's losing, right. he's going to start. Either way, throwing. he's going to be throwing it a lot. I mean, that's what they do. They don't run it a ton. They even they, they their throw runs are throws. Backs. They're, right. they're, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. However, I went back and I looked at the season, and I didn't write down the total number of games, but I, I for the, for Mahomes for the season, I went back. And I looked at how many games he threw for over 300 yards, and it wasn't as many as I thought it would be. Oh. And I think it was like, I want to say it was like maybe five or six. Oh. Right. And so now I'm like, and especially in the, in the playoffs, like he didn't have like a lot of good, like passing, like huge passing games. Yeah. So it makes me pause a little bit. So I'm still on the fence on this one, but oh, I, all right. but okay. I'm, I think I'm leaning, I'm a little leaning onto the side of, of take the over. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Okay. One, that's it's good. It's not as that's easy good. as I, I thought it was. Would, see, would be. Chris, I, I'm, I'm a little conflicted. I don't like, I think I've just like been th- thinking about it too much. I, my gut tells me if like my gut based on what I've seen in the playoffs mm-hmm. is like bet on Mahomes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I have, a, I have a Super Bowl bet from, from September. That's just, it's with plus 400. I have KC. Like I, mm-hmm. I rolled the dice. Mm-hmm. I put 50 bucks on it cause it, yeah. it made sense. And right. now so, so the, the part of me that's just like, dude, like, don't overthink it. Just fucking bet yeah. what, what, you know, yeah. tells me that you're right on that. Yeah. I but then so. I'm, I'm listening to all, all these other people and they're like, nah, that's not how it's going to go. San Francisco's defense. Yeah. And I, yeah. and the thing is like, what, this is get biting me in the ass. And, and I've said this a million times this season on this podcast. I did not watch a lot of San Francisco. I find them you boring. Didn't. Yeah. I, yep. so yeah. Here we are. Um, and, 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 and lately, in, in a lot of Super Bowls uh, over the years, like the, the, the really good defense usually beats the really good offense. Um, yeah. so, it's, so it's sort of a tough thing to pick. But I think, I, I think um, especially, I think this year, maybe even last year a little bit so much so, even though that was a very low-scoring game, is that but the, 
the way the way the uh, the penalties and 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 games are called and officiated, it, it favors offense. It's starting to favor offense more and more. And I, I'm wondering if that's sort of a trend that you'll see really sort of explode with with this year's Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, what other what other bets are you? All right. So another one, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo passing yards as well, 239.5 yards over under. And I think yeah. what we were just talking about is that is that keeping up whether. If, even if San Francisco is is sort of maybe winning this game to start with or up a touchdown or two, like I, 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 I just can't expect them. I, I feel like they're going to have to sort of keep up with Kansas City's offense, right? And they're going to have to pass more than they want to. Like Garoppolo is going to is going to probably have to pass for at least twenty attempts uh, in the in the game, right? Which and they, I think just game script alone, like I just don't think they're going to be able to run like they like they have against some of these other teams. I, I mean, love I love two I love two MVP candidates in Kittle and uh, Manny Sanders. I think that there's a chance mm-hmm. that the, the, those guys the, I think well to your point, I think that the, he'll utilize those guys. I think yeah. doesn't Debo love to fucking block, isn't that? So he, he's, he is. Yeah, they all do, I think in a, in a way like they uh, even Emmanuel Sanders I think has said it, he's like I he's like I actually love blocking now, you know, I never thought I would or something like that. I, never I think Emmanuel to. Sanders has played every game this season. I think he's played the most games you can play in a season. Yeah, because plays one got, extra game, yeah. Right, yeah. and he's also they didn't get a buy, right? So, or did they did get a buy? So he hasn't played as many games as possible because they got what he got one one week off for the for the uh, playoff the playoff buy. Oh, that one, right? Yeah, 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 right. But if they would have been a wild card team, he would have played the most games in a season, probably. Right. Yeah. Probably. Right. Ever. Yeah. So anyway, I, I think I think you take the over uh, Garoppolo yards as well. Um, I think yeah. it's, I think it's, I mean, I, you know, like a lot of these things I'm, I'm you know, I could see it kind of going either way, but I think that's just kind of the smarter bet. Okay. There. Uh, Mahomes passing touchdowns over under two and a half. Yeah. So this is an interesting one to me as well. Uh, because I think there's another bet, uh, how many quarterbacks will, or how many people will throw a, a mm-hmm. game in this or throw a ball in this game. Yeah. So do you, do you foresee anyone else throwing a football? So in this game, so uh, this game kind of reminds me going back to early in the season when San Francisco played New Orleans. And okay. It was a high-scoring game, right? And, yep. and a lot of stuff happened. It was a close game. It was it was a shootout basically till the, right till the very end. And in that game, and I even saw I was even watching an interview with um, Cameron Hayward, the defensive end for New Orleans. Yep. And he was talking about. They, they, they studied game tape uh, on San Francisco, and they knew exactly what they were going to do. And then all of a sudden he said they, probably half of their plays were something they didn't see on film for the whole year. Wow. So San Francisco threw a lot of, like, trick plays and, and different looks and formations that they, they haven't shown. And I think that game was fairly late in the year, too, right? So, you know, it, wasn't, it, was, half, it was at least halfway through the season or something. So there was a lot of film there to, to sort of, you know, you know, to break down and look at and to kind of what to expect. So... San Francisco threw the kitchen sink in there a little bit, right? And I think they're going to do the same thing in this game. And Kansas City probably is too. So Andy Reid's probably going to bring his own bag of tricks, which both these quarter or these coaches are known for. So I kind of expect to do – I think there's a – I think there's a over there of, of – um, if that's what it is. Of, yeah, uh, it, it's people two throwing. and a half. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and you like – and you like – Mahomes throwing more than two and a half. Yeah, like they throw the ball, man. They they don't really run it a whole lot, right? And I think even Damian Williams in the playoffs, he scored a lot of touchdowns, but a lot of them have been on passes, right? And swing passes. So I think it's I think that's an easy one to go over two, over two and a half. So let me ask you a question back because I love I love the MVP bet more than anything. Mm-hmm. Is there is there a player on on the Kansas City offense other than Mahomes that could get that could win MVP? Yeah, yeah. There is. There is. There okay. Is. And I think, 
Uh, it's not Damian Williams. Uh, I don't think he'll he's used enough. So the running backs, you can't look at the running backs. Not even Shady McCoy. Not even Shady McCoy. I don't even think he'll play. Right? He hasn't. I don't think he's played the last couple of games. At, at I feel all. like there's a. I feel like there's a real sneaky Shady McCoy play in here. It but, could okay. be. I mean, it's a that's a huge dark horse, right? And I don't even know if he's. Last time I looked, I, I'm not plus sure eight thousand. Yeah, so he's way down the list there. There's a guy probably right above him. I'm looking for it odd-wise, and that's McCole Hardiman. Yeah, who the fuck is that guy? He's the, he's the wide receiver. He's sort of like Tyreek Hill light, right? Like it, they sort of drafted him to sort of maybe be Tyreek Hill's, Tyreek Hill's replacement if Tyreek Hill was going to be suspended for the year for those altercations but, he had in the offseason. But, could, but, but, but let's say McCole Hardman, like, so you think that, like, well, he, get, he gets, like, 150 yards and two touchdowns, that gets him MVP? That's what I'm struggling with is, right. like, how does any player – like, what numbers do they have to put up in order to take away the MVP from Mahomes? Exactly. He has to put up big ones. But McCole Hardman is also their kick returner. Okay. And so if he returns a kick for a touchdown. Okay. And I think that's the only way he, he is like, but he has to, he also has to get like a 70-yard touchdown reception. He has to score like two touchdowns, and one of them has to be on a kick return or punt return if he does punt returns or something. I'm not sure. I like that. So that's, uh, my, that's the only way I think someone else can score or can, can win MVP on the Kansas City Chiefs. Even Kelsey? Uh, Kelsey has to have, like, double-digit receptions, at like, hundred, at least 150 yards and, like, three-plus touchdowns. There's just something there, man, that, that Kelsey-Mahomes connection. It could be. So. Yeah, man. That's, it's, not, it's not – I mean, that's why Kelsey's pretty high up on the, on the list, actually. Right. You know, bo- actually, both, you know, tight ends are – because, like, there could be something there. Yeah, I mean, Sammy Watkins, you know, like, could have a monster game because they're not paying attention to him. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's, you know, there's some potential possibilities there, but I, I – I don't necessarily like it as much because he also disappears in big games too, or a lot of games. Yeah, so. I don't. I that's how I feel. Right. I, I, I'm, I feel like Tyreek Hill is a bit of a stay away. I feel like uh, I, I feel like Sammy Watkins is a bit of a stay away. Mm-hmm. I, I on the other side of the football, or on the other, yeah, I guess the the Forty Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally, I feel like there's some going to be. So here's what I remembered, or like being a fantasy football follower about the Forty ers is they. Like Raheem Mostert just fucking rushed for like 200 plus yards. I feel like this is a perfect like Tevin Coleman yeah. breed game, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. I would, I, I feel like Mostert's such a fucking decoy at this point. Plus he's just not that good. Um, I, I got a feeling about Tevin Coleman. What do you think? He's back. Apparently he's healthy. He's going to play like he's, he's actually been the starter. I think all year, as long as he's playing and healthy, like, I think he had a four touchdown game too. Yeah. So, point. I mean, and that's the thing about San Francisco is like, they just sort of ride the hot hand. So whoever's playing well, so it could be Brita. It could be Coleman. It, they're not, it's not a bad sort of long shot. Like, Hey, just throw like 20 bucks down if you, if you got it or, you know, whatever, just to, right. Just to see what happens because it could be Coleman, it could be it could be Moster, it could be Breda. Like you just you don't know, man. It could be Debo Samuel or or uh, Emmanuel Sanders. You know, because right. like they they you know like Kelsey or uh, sorry the other uh, the tight end um, uh, Kittle like he he sort of disappears or it looks like he disappears from games just because he's not getting a lot of receptions and yeah. and yardage and stuff. So and then all of a sudden like you know uh, Garoppolo threw I think threw for over four hundred yards in that game against the Saints. So. You know, I mean, it, it would I don't be love. I'm not going to put any money on either quarterback just because it's likely. And I think you're right. This is a twenty dollar bet, and you pick six fucking dudes mm-hmm. or whatever, five dudes, yeah. and you just hope for like with yeah. like longer One odds. Of those guys right? pops, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. You never know. Uh, so then, my last question for you on that end would be like. Is there a defensive player that could win MVP? I think the only one that you could put money on is probably Bosa on San Francisco. 
Not Sherman, not Matthew. Not Sherman's not going to do enough. Um, uh, I mean, unless unless he's uh, like makes the game winning interception in the end zone at the yeah, end. Yeah, people game hate his ass too much. But what about fucking? What about Honey Badger? No, what I, if he, he he impacts the game, but I don't think statistically in that sense. Like unless he returns uh, returns an interception for a touchdown again, a yeah. something like that. I just I just don't. They they play like solid defense. But I don't think they they put up statistically to sort of win the, like the um, was it uh, Von Miller I think who won the MVP against the Carolina yep. a couple years ago right right, right? but he right. had like he had multiple sacks he he really impacted the game he shut I mean he was sort of the reason like you know Cam Newton sort of disappeared in that game whatnot so like you really I mean uh, then well, I think they I think they gave the Seahawks linebacker the MVP just because he had like twelve tackles and maybe yeah, they an did, interception that, or something you know games. it was like yeah. It was kind of so stupid. That's a, that does feel like a Bosa line. I, I p- people have been also been talking about uh, Frank Clark or whatever because yeah, it's like his right. fuck him. I don't, I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy it. I, I don't. I just don't buy. I, I just don't buy. There's not. There's not a defensive player. I think that you, that really kind of like you really have to put up an extraordinary game. I think to overshadow everybody else offensively that that will be playing this game. So and then of course mm-hmm. I always put a little scratch on both kickers. <laughs> yeah, it's something I do every year. The, the the it's crazy right now. Butker is like plus fifteen thousand, but Robbie Gould's plus ten thousand. I just feel like there's eventually going to be a fucking Super Bowl where <laughs> some kicker kicks fucking it goes five for five with a couple over fifty yards, and that's the difference in the game. And I don't think necessarily it's this Super Bowl, but I'm still yeah. not gonna I'm Throw not gonna move away from. Throw it down. Yeah. Thank you. Why not? Thank you. Thank I got, you. I got one for you. This is, this is a little bit of a. a I, I think kind of a sneaky good one. Damian Williams, running back, Kansas City. Total rushing and receiving yards. Ooh, okay. Over I'm under a, 81 and a half. That's rushing and receiving? Rushing and receiving combined. I love it. I think that's an over. Okay. Yeah. I love it. So talking about overs and unders, um, well, no, hold on one minute. So, Or you so can go we, Damian Williams receiving yards, 30, yeah. 30 and a half. I. 30 and a half? Yeah, so yeah, 30.5 okay. yards receiving. I think that's an over as well. Um, okay. So speaking of over and unders, mm-hmm. the there you know, there's the everyone's favorite parlay is the uh, the Super Bowl winner plus the over or under. Um if I was to bet one, I think I would take San Francisco in the under just cuz it's better numbers and I feel like if San Francisco wins, it probably will be mm-hmm. under and I feel like everybody's pushing the over. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite bets to bet the under, mm-hmm. as you know. Mm-hmm. Um but I like a different bet better that has better odds. Are you ready for this? I like, yeah, bring it. I like betting both teams to win <laughs> with the coin toss. <laughs> All right. So you basically are saying that if the uh, if whoever wins the coin toss also has to win the game, and if you bet them both, you'll still make money. Okay. That's it's like plus three thirty, I think, for the for the 49ers, which is better than the over or the under uh, and the win. And the and Casey, I think, is like plus two eighty or something like that. All right. So that's right. my hot. That's my hot tip. Plus, you know, that bets out the window <laughs> as soon as the game starts. <laughs> yeah, it's over. It's done with. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. And you can just enjoy the game. Yeah. They yeah. just enjoy the game. Yeah. Just so yeah. that's it. That's what I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest to to everybody out there. Like, don't bet the don't uh, bet the winner and the over no, and under. No. That's so that's so lame. Yeah. 
Put it up to a coin toss. Yeah. Put, why not? Stop pretending like any of this isn't just luck a little bit. <laughs> right? Totally. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Hundred percent cool. on that mentality. Absolutely. So so Chris, uh I got I got I got two more sort of bets here and they're they're sort of generalizations of Good of real categories. bets. Yeah. Real bets, not novelty props. Good, because that's what I wanna I No, wanna no, no, these are take. these are still props. Yeah, okay. But, but not novelty props, not like who's gonna fart no, the longest no, no, or like Gatorade or anything no, like that. Okay. No, no. No. Uh total receptions per player. Okay. My advice is look at Kittle, Damian Williams, and Kelsey. Okay. And and they're all like within like Kittle's five and a half, Williams is three and a half, Kelsey's six. I, I think look at those. I you know I'm expecting a lot of passing in this game from both sides. So I'm I'm looking at I'm taking the over I think on all three of those. I love I love Kelsey over because he gets he gets dinked and dunked yep, so much. exactly right and he finds the little holes and in, in, especially in zones which is what San Francisco loves to play. So he'll find those little holes. He'll find those little pockets areas where he he'll just settle in five ten yards you know deep. Get a reception, get a reception, get a reception, keep going. Kittle, kind of the same thing. I think they have to throw a little more. I think they'll use Kelsey a little more. I don't know how I don't know how well San Francisco or Kansas City plays against tight ends, but normally I think this is a game where I think both tight ends will sort of have pretty good games or or get a lot of looks. Okay. And then Damian Williams, obviously, they throw their running backs, right? They don't run a lot at Kansas City. They throw their running backs in a zone. Usually he's gonna be out in the flats or coming in maybe across a little bit or an out routes where he's going to get a lot of, I think, potential receptions as well. So three and a half, if that's still the number, I think that's an easy over as well. Okay. I like those. I, uh, that reminded me, um, Peter, John, I asked him for our, our intern mm-hmm. had a couple of, good. you know, a very non-committal, uh, props, but he's usually pretty good at this shit. Uh-huh. Um, you know, of course there was a disclaimer, uh, don't hold me to this, blah, blah, blah. But here's what he, if you, if you, get cut through all the bullshit here's here's what he liked okay uh he likes the uh mahomes under 31 and a half rushing yards okay which is i don't know why he likes that yeah. but he he okay. does right. um i i wouldn't bet that but that's just because i, I like watch either way yeah uh but i do like this one shortest td being scored at uh at under one and a half yards yeah and like the rationale is uh-huh. uh because it's going to be a high scoring game and there will definitely be some pi in the end mm-hmm. zone Yep. Which plus, sets up plus a fucking... Kansas City has been doing this last couple of games where they were on the one-yard line and he throws it right to Kelsey or Damian Williams coming around uh, uh, on a, like a wheel route. All of a sudden, he's open in the... And, like, and they're only at, like within a yard of the goal line. I think it's... A, I think I love that bet, actually. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So that's a... I, I, so do you have do you have any more? Because I want to kind of... Yeah. Okay, great. One more. This is, and my, yeah. this is... I think this is another easy sort of bets here to look at. Longest reception, yards-wise. Okay. All right. So, so it's basically wide receivers. And I got the two t- Kansas City guys. Tyreek Hill over 28 and a half yards. He will have a re- he will have a re- a reception that goes for longer than 28 or that goes for longer than 28 and a half yards. Okay. Right? And then finally McCole Hardiman. This is kind of a little bit of a long shot in Dark Horse, but I'm projecting here a little bit that he will get a reception. if he gets a pass in this game, it's going to be over 12 and a half yards. And that's and that's what it's at right now is it's McCole Hardman over under twelve and a half yards longer reception, and I think that's an easy pick to play because he's a big play guy that goes down the field, uh, and and uh, I think twelve and a half is I think that's an easy I think that's easy. So what? Uh, all right, I, I'm okay. This is good. So I think that maybe then play don't waste your money on putting a, a bet on McCole Hardman at for M, MVP because it's a super long shot. Sure. Spend your McCole Hardman money 
on uh, one reception plus 12 and a half yards. Nicole Hardman, though, is plus 6,600. So if that if that pops, man, I'm not saying plus, like put a lot of money 7, on it. It's plus 7,000, dude. It's plus 7,000. Okay. Yeah, so I'm just saying like, that's yeah. right. It's it's one of those that, like that's a big payoff if it happens. It's not going to happen. He probably is not going to have that much effect in the game, but I think he will have at least one reception that goes longer than 12 yards. I, I agree with you in that sense. It's probably a better, safer bet to put lay, lay some money on. So let me run my let me run through my MVPs then. I've got George Kittle as a potential, and I only say that because he's so like well liked. Like I feel like mm-hmm. there's a, always a bit of like a oh, isn't he a great guy, mm-hmm. Kittle? Like, do, do you see that or should I just no? I totally, I totally get. It. I, I see both tight ends potentially sort of being that weird like MVP of this game for some reason. Sort of like Edelman last year, where he just right. had you just keep getting receptions, receptions. Break a and couple big ones, score a couple touchdowns, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, let's just give it to that guy. Because Garoppolo had like an okay game. Mostert maybe had 100 yards rushing for the game, like, but they didn't do a lot. But they did. So then it goes it goes to somebody like that or Emmanuel Sanders who had like a really good game and, and scored at least two touchdowns, and, and you might as well give it to him then. Kind of I like the Manny Sanders thing too. So let's say it was Kittle and Sanders. Uh, I'm going to do my kickers, which you think is mm-hmm. ridiculous, I know. Yeah, no, but it's fine. Uh, I love it though. Why not? Uh, I'm probably going to do – so I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna go with Nick Bosa, but the, see the thing is now this is very 49ers heavy. So should I scrap Bosa or should I go with Bosa? Uh, I uh, personally I would scrap him, but I I'm not gonna fault you if you if you go with him just to throw. I'm him. scrapping him. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna stay with your McCole Hardeman. Okay. Because now at this point I would kill myself and uh, Tevin <laughs> Coleman. So we've got Kittle, Butker, Gould, <laughs> Coleman, Hardeman. And Sanders, it's uh, th- th- those are those will be my locks for MVP okay. bets that I of money I throw. And of right course, it's going to be a quarterback because whoever wins, this of game course, it will be. Right. That's why I'm not going to put more than like ten bucks on it. Or the only other thing I will say is, is that if if it is Mostert who plays this game and does well and he runs for 200 yards, then he's getting the MVP. I don't think it's going to happen, man. I don't think it's going to happen I think either. Mostert's, I think Mostert is a is a, is a fake. A fake winner in this. Uh, so just to recap. He's I, totally I, the dude that who who will run for 200 yards, get the MVP, and then some other team will sign him to a big contract in the offseason, and then he'll be garbage. I just looked at a – I agree with you. I just looked at some novelty props. Uh, they have one that's called the Fat Man prop. Mm, okay. Do you know this? It's just called the Fat Man prop? No, I don't. It's, uh, a, it's called Fat Man TD. Uh, it is, oh, that is what the lineman or something. Yeah, right? any lineman will score. Um, I kind of like that a little bit. So Again, any offensive line, yeah. Any offensive lineman to score plus twenty three hundred. Mm-hmm. Any that offense or long. defensive lineman to score a touchdown plus six hundred. So you could get a fumble recovery in that case. Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. I don't like love it. it. I don't love it. I kind of like it. Uh, one of the teams just did this. I think it was Tennessee, though, that they the, they did the lineman scored. And it's so I, fucking I would rare. be surprised though if if either of these two teams try a trick play like that, maybe a little bit in it. I think there'll be a trick play, but I think I'm going to stick with the pl- the more than one quarter or more than two quarterbacks. I agree. Uh, because I also think that what if someone gets fucking injured, then right. you've got a third quarterback. There's just, yeah. there's too many, right. too many opportunities yeah. for an extra quarterback in this game. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wouldn't bet whether or not they'll throw like a touchdown, a touchdown. I think that there just will be three people yeah. that, that pass the ball. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and for those, for that fat man odds, I, I would think, think that would have been a lot longer odds and that's why yeah. i don't quite like it as well maybe chris uh there is a trick special play there's a trick play special uh but i don't think we're gonna i don't think we're gonna do that um like it's basically like any quarterback to throw a forward pass after a lateral uh that, that, that that's just kind of goofy yeah um it's not that it's not that kind of great cool 
No. I, I think it'll I think it'll probably happen this game. But it's I don't think it's like that interesting to bet on. I agree. Um now, my favorite bet of yours. So so what I've noticed is I can't find the fucking national anthem. Uh that bet is gone, I think, because probably everyone who's a friend of whoever's seeing the national anthem, like I said the last couple of years, <laughs> is betting it and then the singer cuts it short or makes it long. I can't find it fucking anywhere on DraftKings. Hmm. Um so you I think might that not that, have that though, right? I think that bet's just I think that bet's just dead. I think it's it's too uh the, there's too many that. variables. I'm fine with that. But one thing that you will only be able to know if you're a super insider is the uh, color of the Gatorade shower, which Chris, I think you've gotten right every year we've done this. I don't. Um, I, true. You're one You're one hundred percent. You are perfect on this. <laughs> so I want to get. I want to know what Mister Perfect Gatorade guessing guy uh, thinks about this year's uh, Gatorade. Bath. I like the long shot odds here. Purple, I believe, is the longest odds you can get. Oh, purple is the shortest odds. What? Plus 110. Purple is what people are feeling this year. I saw it like a couple days ago. Purple was like plus 1400 or something. I think. No, dude. Blue. Blue is plus 1100. Oh. That's a long. All right. Um, see. I... Blue's worse than none. Blue's worse than none. Wow. Okay. Yeah. See, I and I don't believe. Like there's no color correlation, right? So like if it's red or if it's like yellow or something for either of these teams or something well, like that. Well, but that but both teams are red. Right. So that does And or the that, lime yellowish, you know, green kind of a thing. It's kind of like the yellow, I you know, can kind of go along with that. Yeah, but bit. red's both teams, Chris. It is, but I don't think there's a correlation to that with colors matching teams. Okay. So that's what I kind of like the blue the super long odds on the blue. Is that like what super, you're going to yeah, say? Or the, uh, the, see, now the purple. Now now I hmm, I don't know, man. This is You felt purple initially. I, yeah, I felt purple because I, when I saw it, it was the longest odds. So I, I was like, why not do that one? But like, now you, you like never blue. never see purple. Every once in a while you see blue. So let, let's go with blue because every once in a while in the Super Bowl it comes up. It's not I that like common it. though. That I, don't I like, like it. Blue is – so let's lock it in. Blue it is. So, uh, great, Chris. Making some money this weekend. So, so Chris, I uh, – <laughs> We probably need to decide who we think is going to win this game, right? Mm-hmm. We do, Chris. Uh, I I think I've I've missed out on every. I think I'm I've one win this entire playoffs. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm one in whatever. I right. right. I didn't bring the sheet up because I it's not even worth. <laughs> no, I th- I think I have one win. So I w- I would say whatever I choose is is wrong, um, but, <laughs> but I. But I will say this, and I know I've, I noticed this. So San Francisco beat the Vikings and the 49 or Vikings and and Green Bay to get to the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. One conference or one division, as did Casey. Casey beat one division. So it's really hard to say. Are like even though everyone's excited about these teams, are these the best teams? Because they both kind of just walked in beating like lame conferences or divisions to get in here. Um, I don't think we got a good a good litmus test of. Whether or not these teams are are well, what two, what to expect from these, teams. I think these two teams are are the best two teams in in football this year. Okay, I think it's safe okay. to say that, right? Like, I mean, San Francisco is pretty consistent all year long. Like they they lost a few games, sure. Like no one's you know they're they're not one of the best teams ever, kind of thing. Their defense is good, uh, you know. Their offense is good; it's decent. Like it's, it, they're not incredible, but they've they've been they've been the most consistent probably team all year. Okay, Kansas City on the other hand was like. Really good to start with. Mahomes got injured, and then you're like, all right, their their season might be in trouble here. They might not even make the playoffs at a certain point in time. And then he came back, and then I think they they really 
they really sort of turned their season around. Their defense really started to play a lot better than than it was capable of the last couple of years, even. So, I, I think I think it's easy and and it's easy to sort of say that these we these are the two best teams, and right and Kansas City dominated and dominating in the playoffs probably actually goes a long way for me this year. Is that maybe those teams aren't that good that they played against, but they also didn't play them close, so they kind of defeated everybody easily. And I mm. think that says a lot about these two teams. Uh, I. <laughs> I think you're right. So, but what does that say about you saying about these two teams? What, what is your, I think, I I think, I think I can guess who I think you think is going to win this game. My, my heart wants Kansas city. I want Andy Reid to win a super bowl. I want Mahomes to win the super bowl. I want that storyline to sort of perpetuate his, his legacy and his time now is like the next great quarterback and all that kind of stuff. And it's been 50 yep. years since Kansas city has been to the super bowl and all those kinds of things. I think there's a good storyline there. Right. However, my, my brain is sort of telling me from everything that, you know, usually is like we like, and you've said it yourself, like you sort of downplayed San Francisco and, and sort of ignored them this year and didn't think they were actually that good. And, and I feel like they're the ones that everyone keeps picking Kansas city and everyone is, is expecting this big scoring game. And I feel like that's just sort of that big letdown that every time you root for that one team and you expect that one team to win, it's always a letdown because the other team ends up winning. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's happened time and time again, especially what I said, like great defenses usually win Super Bowls and stuff. So I'm, I think my head is saying San Francisco is going to win this game. Uh, but I want, I want Kansas City to win the game. <laughs> Pick a fucking team, dude. Oh, okay. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so taking the spread, what is the spreads? What still Kansas city minus one and a half. Uh, uh, as of four twelve on Friday, we have, let me just double check this. Um, God damn it. Come on. DraftKings. Uh, one and a half. Yep. Yeah. Niners are getting a point and a half. Yeah. I I'm, I'm five and five in the playoffs, Chris and the totals here. Right. Okay. So I made a huge comeback here after I think uh, Wild Card Weekend, uh, and I've logic, evened up my logic. I've evened up my record five and a half, five and five. Uh, I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna keep going with Kansas City here. I, I think uh, if I put money on this game, uh, I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with I, I just I gotta take Kansas City. I, I just hot have to. dog, yeah. Uh, a because you don't want to root for the Niners. No, they're the, no. the worst. Oh, and uh, just to add to that point, I just wanted I, I was talking to my brother about it the other day. You know, he's a decent football fan. He's a big Seahawks fan, whatever. And he was like, who are you rooting for? And I was like, ah, I'm rooting for Kansas City. He's like, what? He's like, no, you got to root for San Francisco. I was like, dude, you can't root they're in, for Because they're in division? Yeah, because it's yeah. some stupid. Yeah, you root for your division. I was like, no, you don't yeah. root for your division yeah. rival, though. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah you do not uh, root for your division rival. Also, I don't fucking like their coach. He's yeah. a douche. I don't like, I, I hate the, like you, I've said, I don't like the fucking Silver Spoon era of fucking coaches. Uh, I mean, believe me, Andy Reid's never seen a silver spoon. He did he a plastic spoon. He hasn't enjoyed. He doesn't even need a spoon. <laughs> nah, he's fucking way past spoons. He's eaten a couple. Uh, I'm with you, man. I think Chiefs. You're a fool not to take the better player, right? Like that's yeah, just what it is, right? The quarterback. That what we saw, fucking Patrick Mahomes do to the Texans. Mm-hmm. That was this playoffs. Yeah. You know what we saw Jimmy Garoppolo do? Throw over 80 yards to get in the playoffs. Like, yeah. I just – and, and Listen, there's a scheme there, right? And there's a scheme with San Francisco, and, and, it's, and it's run the ball if they can. And if they – you know, and, and if they're going to – And they run, might be able to against They might be team. able to, right. And so, like, if and, – and the, the knock, and which I'm sort of – I'm not the biggest Jimmy Garoppolo fan, but I, 
I sort of, I get that the people keep trying to, I don't understand, but the people are wired. They're, they're knocking him and they're, he's a game manager because he doesn't throw the ball. They don't put the ball in his hands. But they, they were saying the same thing about Russell Wilson a couple of years ago, right? Especially when they won the Super Bowl. That they were saying the exact same thing, that Russell Wilson is a game manager. They take the ball of his hands and they were trying to run it, which was sort of the game plan at the time. And yeah. it, it's not a bad thing necessarily. I think people just keep a, a negative stigma to it. So I, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is a bad quarterback, and he stepped up when he's had to this season in games when he's had to. So like to, to sort of take them away from that and saying like they can't win this game because of Jimmy Garoppolo, I think is a complete fallacy. Okay. However, being that being said, I think Mahomes is the best player on on that field come Sunday. And I think he is the he, he is the rare guy. He might be just sort of bring this back to the beginning of the show, maybe a little bit, is that he might be sort of that Kobe Bryant sort of uh, like the, the vision and, and the intellect. Like, I think he sees things on the field that most quarterbacks, you know, don't. Like, the really great ones do, right? Like, he sees guys getting open in his parallel or he sees plays developing before it even happens and he knows where guys are either going to be or what he needs to do. And for him to figure out that Tennessee was, was basically like dropping everybody back, rushing three guys, and then even one of those guys was, was sort of a spying on him and that he was able to even go like, you know what, I'm not even going to throw it. I'm going to start running here now. And, and, yeah. and running for 80 it's, yards and, and breaking off those plays and pure and talent. I think he, yeah, I think he, I think he's got something in his head though, that a lot of guys don't. And that makes him, usually you see those guys are in the hall of fame. I, I would agree with all of what you said. Uh, I think that, I think that there even like, there might be some overreactions too. I've, I've got a feeling San Francisco scores first. Uh, and, me. and, and Casey seems to be fine. Like sort of mm-hmm. loot, loot, giving up, points to, in order to figure trailer. out in order to figure out a defense yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. Mm-hmm. um i also think that patrick mahomes game is better set uh, or casey's game is better set up for a super bowl because they can get hot quickly they don't need a rhythm necessarily yep. uh where i think san francisco does need a rhythm especially if it's ground and pound and there's huge breaks in the super bowl it's a weird game to play it's super long it's super boring uh and i think that like you've got to be able to strike fast um mm-hmm. so that that favors Casey as well. Yep. That being said, I won one playoff. Game. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, you ready to go? Yeah, man. Let's get out. All of right. Here. It's good. All I, right. I'm ready to. Uh, I, I'm. I'm sad that you're not going to be joining us these two yeah, to watch the give, Super Bowl. Give Mark a big hug for me. I give will. Mark, Mark Eleptic a, a giant <laughs> hug for me. I'll miss him so much. That's my favorite fucking Super Bowl dude in the world. So, <laughs> love to you, Mark. He's a good one to watch the game with, absolutely. No doubt. You so are you and your wife, and that's why I'm sad this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, next year. Right. Next Hopefully. year, buddy. All right. Buddy. Oh, she's viciously ill right now, so we wouldn't be coming Ooh. anyway. Oh, yeah. No. All right. I know. Anyway, on yeah. that. Peace. Peace.